It's nothing but your hot takes on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola. I'm here with Life Johnson. Hey! And Michael Simon. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Life's uncharacteristically enthusiastic. <laughs> I, I like forgot to say something. No, he had a dramatic pause. <laughs> yes. It was a dramatic pause. Today we're doing a special edition of the show where we feature your hot takes from the Macworld social media feeds. The hot takes are your reactions to Macworld stories and other happenings in the world of Apple. That's because Amazon sucked all the news out of the world this week. <laughs> That's, <yeah. laughs> That's There's right. There's literally nothing going on. Some behind the scenes information. Uh, Life and Mike have been knee deep or head over. Head over. And I deep. wish I was only knee deep. Yeah. <laughs> In uh, Amazon Prime coverage. So. Welcome this to is, Modern yeah, Publishing. Yeah. We, we pretty much hate Amazon. <laughs> yeah, keep that in mind. It's yeah. a very interesting relationship. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm thinking it's a welcome change of pace for today for them that we're talking about. Yeah, this. we're gonna we're gonna let you guys do all the work. <laughs> yes, we're letting the readers do all the work. So here's how today's show will work. We'll explain the subject at hand. If a hot take is a reaction to the article. We'll offer a brief summary and the point of view of that article. If it, if the take is a reaction to a recent event, we'll explain what happened. We'll introduce the hot take with the poster's name and where it was posted, either on Twitter or on Facebook. We'll read the hot take and then we'll discuss. You can see the hot take postings in the show notes for this podcast on Macworld.com. We'll also link to the original social media post. There are some other comments from other readers. Some other readers have replied to these hot takes, so if you're interested in looking at that, check out our Twitter and Facebook feeds. You guys ready? I'm ready. Yes. All right. <laughs> our first topic and hot take is in reaction to an article we posted about how Apple should port the iOS versions of Maps and Messages to macOS. At Mr. Will Bill on Twitter responded, I wish Apple would just give up with the Maps app. It just sucks unless you're not moving. <laughs> so I was just playing with the Maps app this morning, seeing what my house looked like. Are we talking about the Map Map, map app on Mac or I the think, iPhone? I think he's talking in general. But are you on iOS 12 still? I, mean, yeah. I am still on iOS 12. Yeah, it's it's a different so. story with iOS 13. Yeah, yeah. If if at Mr. Will Bill, uh, if Mr. Will Bill had tried iOS 13, which I don't think he has, he might he might take that comment back. Now I will admit that I I still default to Google Maps, but it, it's a lot better. Uh, you know, they're introducing a lot of new features, like the ability to, to save stuff. They have that look around, which is like Street View. And I wrote a how-to about that yesterday. And look around is really cool compared to Street View because it uses like this parallax effect. So, you know, like the trees going by you look like they're going by faster than the stuff beyond, which is the same effect you would see in real life. So it gives a more 3D effect to it. And the transitions, you know, like when you bump a little bit further into the street, it looks a lot more realistic. So... So I really like it, um, but uh, there is a little bit of bit more awkwardness to using it because you can't just like drop the little man somewhere and you have to be at a specific range and it's only like supports the San Francisco Bay Area in Hawaii, but uh, yeah, so they need a wider rollout. Well, they, didn't they say it would be like the whole U.S. by the end of the year? Yeah, and I, and I put that in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so um, I mean, they're, they're getting there. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I think we've just all been spoiled by Google Maps. I mean, whether it's just the simple nature of how good the maps are mm-hmm. or the app and the assistant, I mean, they just, they're just killing it. And Apple, and let's face it, Apple had like a, or Google had like a 10-year head start, really more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Apple has, it's, Apple Maps has come a long way since it's, you know, melting Brooklyn Bridge beginnings. And it, that wasn't that long ago. I think, yeah, and I think that's what surprises a lot of people is that, you know, Apple, you know, does good software, at least good operating systems. And uh, it's uh, it started off so rough. I, I, I've said on here before, but it bears saying again, that it once directed me to go down this road in the Texas town where I used to live that has been washed out for about 60 years. And there's actually a fence blocking that road now, but somehow Apple <laughs> I'm sad that that road still existed. Mm, yeah. Which, yeah, it, it's been incorporated into someone else's land. and I mean, it continues on the other side, but yeah, a creek washed it out. So <laughs> I took a I took a trip to uh, a road trip to Toronto over the July Fourth break, and I went back and forth between Google Maps and Apple Maps just by matter of fact of whether my wife or I was driving, mm-hmm. and. I didn't have a I don't have an issue with either one. They yeah. both worked well. They both navigated around traffic and informed me of tolls and said hi when we crossed a border. You know, there it's Apple's getting there. I don't think they have any reason to scrap the Maps project. And now they have, uh, you know, here in San Francisco um, and other major cities, they have real time public transportation updates. And that seems like when you use the Muni here in SF, um, it's pretty accurate. Like, you know, it says the 37 bus will be here in three minutes. And boom, there it shows up. And we're especially kind of blessed here in San Francisco because all the buses have a GPS on here on them. So you know exactly when they're arriving. So you guys, are, you guys are always cooler than the rest of the country. <laughs> In some respects, there are others. <laughs> yeah. Since I live in, you know, work in San Francisco, Apple maps, I've never had an issue with it. The one time I had an issue was when I was in Mexico city earlier this year on vacation, I was using Apple maps to get to this location and it, we got to the location, but it took me from where I was coming it took me to the back of the location, so I had to figure out how to get to the entrance. And you know, Mexico I mean, City isn't the place you want to get lost. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I mean, there's a little bit of smarts. Technically, it got me there, uh-huh. but you know, I had to figure out from there how to get into the location I was wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. There were some smarts that still need to be worked out. Well, I'm going to blame this on an iOS 13 bug. Some still, but like yesterday, um, to get screenshots, cool screenshots, I was thinking of I was using one infinite loop because Apple Park it doesn't really look like anything from the road. Uh, but yeah, I was using one infinite loop as the spot, you know, to show you what look around looks like, and it would put me to a different place, like an entirely different place, like in Mountain View, even though the address was showing it right there. So (laughs) one infinite loop, Apple's old main headquarters, you know, was showing me in an entirely different place. And if that's not a bug, I don't know what is, but. uh, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, we can chalk, probably chalk that up to beta this, right? I hope so. You know, I would think, I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. They they still got a couple of months to iron all those things out. Yes. Yeah. File a radar, Leif. Already did. Let them <laughs> let them know. There you I go. I did. At Mr. Will Bill, try it out in iOS 13. See if you still think Apple should give up. I think you'll I don't find know. it. Should we be giving people advice to try out iOS 13 on their well, devices? Well, when it comes out. When it comes out. <laughs> don't ah, don't try it. I, I would I would <laughs> I would say don't use the beta right now yeah. for most people unless That's you know probably for the best. Another warning on the. Uh, 
on the Catalina beta on my Mac, it was playing heck with my Lightroom yesterday, Ooh. and it kept saying my hard drive was read-only and everything, and I had to reboot it and update it and everything, and so luckily that was all I had to do, but I was literally afraid I was just going to have to wipe the thing. <laughs> so... Our next hot take was actually a response from a reader to a tweet that Michael Simon actually did on his own personal his own personal Twitter account. Mike, I have the tweet right here if you want me to, to read oh, it. Oh, sure. You, you can read it because I don't okay. have it in front of me. Yeah. So Mike tweeted that he's used enough phones with in-display fingerprint sensors by now to conclude that they're not good. Keep it on the back or invest in 3D facial tech android phone makers and then at potential x which i think is a company i'm not sure yeah i think i think it's a person who might have a small company okay yeah. got it uh he responded not e- not even just android my fingerprint sensors on my iphone never works which i would respond have you taken your phone to the apple store right. to check yeah, it out yeah yeah <laughs> sure I, yeah so. i mean that's <laughs> it seems like it's probably a one-off issue the, the overarching thing that I was trying to reach, so, you know, I've used a Galaxy S10 and a OnePlus 7, and there's a there's a few phones out there that have so-called in-display fingerprint sensors, which means the sensor is under the glass. So it gives you a little graphical representation of where to put your finger. You put your finger on there, there's either a burst of light or in Samsung's case, it's ultrasonic, so it uses like a little vibration to read your fingerprint sensor. And man, let me tell you, if I can unlock my phone one out of five times, that's good. Like they're just they're just not good. And I don't really understand why phones aren't why companies aren't, you know, doing what Apple does. I mean, Apple Face ID came out now almost two years ago. They've had enough time to figure it out. The only company with a with a phone that's shipping in the US that has 3D facial recognition is LG with the G8. The G8 ThinQ, if you want to be specific and you know that phone is <laughs> that phone has its issues. I don't. You know, I I just don't understand why they're going. Why companies are going toward in-display fingerprint sensors, which in their testing they have to know that this is not great. It's a major step backwards from what fingerprint sensors were. I mean, they were perfect on the iPhone. They was on on every Android phone. They're perfect, mm-hmm. and now we went backwards to this thing. And there was a recent rumor that said Apple was looking into it for yeah. a low-end iPhone, and I'm gonna say, unless they they somehow can get it right, which maybe they can, I would rather not see that. Well, the thing is that you know about Apple is they won't that's they true. won't release it until they get it right. Like Air yeah. Power. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You know, <laughs> like it, it's true. And I mean, the Face ID is. I mean, it's to this day, I'm still amazed by it. Yeah, like be, it's just it's it's awesome. What I always say when people say that Apple isn't innovating right now, uh, they said they really need to look at and see. I think one reason why these other companies tr- trying to really make some kind of fingerprint technology work is all the people saying, "Yeah, I like Touch ID better and stuff," and they're really just trying to to cater to that. But Face ID is really amazing, and when you you know once you get used to it, which takes like two days, um, yeah, it's like Touch ID feels like so backward and primitive. It really does. Yeah. Um, you know, just looking, you know, and having things unlocked, passwords and, and payments, it's just, it's, it's, it's remarkably improved over fumbling around to find the fingerprint sensor. But it's also better. I'm sure they had an iPhone 10 
prototype mm-hmm. that had an in-display fingerprint sensor. And they said to themselves or whoever was in the room, listen, this is not cutting it. Mm-hmm. We, we can't do this. And it just drives me crazy that there are so many $800,000, $900,000 phones that ship with inherent flaws. Yeah. And it's just, it drives me out of my mind. And that, this is part of the reason why Apple sells, sells 50 million iPhones a quarter mm-hmm. because they get it right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they may be behind in terms right. of like releasing features, but they usually don't release the features until exactly it right. works the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. And they, 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 they nail down what's essential, biometrics, yeah. display. You know, these things are important, mm-hmm. more so than, you know, some dumb feature where you can wave your hand and control the volume. Who gives a crap? <laughs> give, give me a phone that does what I needed to do the first time. Yeah, but um, that guy, what was it, Project X or whatever his name is, I think he should probably, maybe I should reply to him and tell him to take his phone into service. Because <laughs> yeah. if, if it never works, that's a, that's a, that's a problem, no yeah. matter what phone you have. Yeah, it should definitely work. Our next hot take is in response to uh, a review that we posted of the Go64 app. This is a utility that you can use. It's free. It'll help you prepare for the 64-bit only world of macOS Catalina. Uh, in case you don't know, Catalina will support apps that are only 64-bit. If you don't know what that means, that means that the your software, all the apps that you run, whether it's Safari or some third-party app for, for use what for, for whatever purpose, needs to be written in 64-bit. I'm not going to get into the details of what 64-bit is and stuff like that, but Catalina is only going to support 64-bit software, so you might have to upgrade some of your software if it's 32-bit, which is the previous uh, implementation of software. Uh, and Apple will, will, Apple will warn you. Yeah, Apple will warn you, but you can use this Go64 app to kind of get a comprehensive idea of what your software is like. Steve Lee wrote on Facebook that given the cost and inconvenience involved, he's considering skipping the OS update in the fall. He uses a a 5K iMac from 2014. It still seems fast and does what he wants to do. And then he goes on to talk about paying for software that, you know, he doesn't want to incur those payments again and how 64-bit software is running fine now. Mm -hmm. So why why does he need to upgrade? Well, eventually the they'll stop supporting it. Probably. Yeah, but the uh, the one thing that I hate is it, like Steam. You know, hasn't you've had ample warning, but now you know because I run Catalina on my MacBook, it doesn't work anymore because it's still thirty two and it's so annoying. Yeah, um, have they announced that they're going to be updating it? I don't think so. Oh, well, that's a problem. Yeah, it is a big problem. I mean, there are some things. There are some apps that you're not going to be able to do anything about. Unfortunately, I'm sure they'll and do it with Steam. As as someone who's still on um, Mac OS Sierra, I say <laughs> wow. you're not going to lose much by not upgrading, dude. <laughs> I mean, your Mac will work fine. Apple yeah. optimizes the the old OSs for the you know they're they're it's it's not going to seem sluggish or anything like that as time goes on. Right. So if you are, if that is a concern, you know we 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 all have a lot of this FOMO thing when new things come out. There's nothing wrong with waiting six months. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's it's a free update. You know you're not getting any discount by getting it early. So in this instance, if you are concerned, you know wait a little bit. Right. Read read people's experiences. Check out your favorite apps and see if they're going to be updated. 
there's nothing wrong with sticking around with um, uh, what is it now? Ten point whatever. Mojave. Yeah, yeah, Mojave yeah. for you know for for a little longer. Yeah, the thing about Mac OS as opposed to like iOS is that if you are a couple generations behind, you're really just missing out on certain features. You're not missing out really a lot on performance. You're missing out on a few features. You know, a lot of times those features aren't so crucial that you absolutely have to upgrade. Yeah, the, the only thing I can see that I'm missing is uh, dark mode. <laughs> I mean, every, I, I have most everything else. And yeah. it's like, I don't use stacks that much. That was something. Yeah, right. right. I'm not going to change my workflow because Apple came out with some new right. way to, 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 uh, to use icons. Yeah. EGPUs would definitely be one. That's a very niche thing, but it works so much better in Mojave than it did in ICR. So that's, you know, it's just plug and play basically in, in Mojave. So like, you know, if you have these very niche cases. Right. Want to, yeah. You know. Certain niche cases that are more geeky than what, what most people do. <laughs> right. You know, if you're just surfing the web and, you know, using your software that you use now and you're not super geeky, then you're, you're going to be fine not upgrading. I think right. even though Apple, <laughs> even though Mac OS warned you about upgrading your apps and stuff like that. I just have a feeling that this is going to be a bigger issue than I think so too. Apple yeah. maybe thinks it's going to. I be. mean, it 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 has to be done. Apple, yeah. it, it, at some point, Apple has to do it. So you know, rip off the mandate. They they announced it two years ago and delayed it. Right. So they gave developers ample time and people ample time to know. Listen, this is going to happen. Right. So they and I'm sure in the whatever the last update to Mojave is, or or, or the last update before. Uh, Catalina comes out. There, there, there'll be a, a dialogue box that says, "Listen, this is happening. Right. Um, if you have concerns, uh, check with your check with your apps, or or what, they, they'll come out with something that lets people know. I, at least I yeah. hope they do, because there's a lot of people. I would say probably close to seventy five percent of of Mac OS users that have no idea what the right. hell this right. is. Right. They don't pay attention to this kind right. of stuff. This stuff isn't interesting to them. All they know so, is they're going to press the button when it prompts you 30,000 times to update. <laughs> and then right. they're going to open up an app and it's going to say, oops, sorry, it ain't, yeah. this, ain't, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And then they'll they'll get headlines that say, um, you know, shock, Apple's shocking update destroys your Mac or right. something. Right. You've known about this for two years. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we just yeah. been on the news. Yeah. yeah. I don't so, know about the news. Well, well I mean, uh, I, I, I guess our, our news. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we just had the real uh, Apple. You know, they have a lot of people who are not, you know, techie yes. who buy right. stuff. They have a lot know? of people who are not techie. They have a lot of the the, uh, the Mac base has a lot of people who just don't upgrade their OS immediately because they don't need to. It, There's no, frankly, it, it works. It works. <laughs> right. That's I guess to Apple's detriment. They make software that they make yeah. OSs that work well. Yeah. So like I said, my I'm using one that's that's what that's four years old that's, now, and yeah. it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I haven't restarted. Yeah. In like a, I don't know, two or three weeks. It's fine. There's no built-in like urgency to feel like you need to upgrade to fix something. It it works. So yeah. why upgrade? You know, it's yeah. I think it's going to be a bigger issue. It's going to be interesting this fall when. When Catalina is released, and I think it's a bigger issue than when Apple did it on on iOS yes. because that's right. the App Store, so everything goes through there. Right now, we have you know Mac allows apps from all over the place, and yeah, yeah, we'll see. I think it's going to be a little bumpy, but yeah. we'll see. And, and it's going to be more of an issue with third party apps. Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. And as much as we love the Mac and everything here, uh, the fact is is that 
I don't think developers feel as pressured to update as they did with iOS as Mac is because that's a much smaller part of Apple's right. business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very, very, very true. Our next hot take is in response to an article that Jason Snell wrote. He wrote a piece about the recent MacBook shakeup. Specifically, he wrote, why the MacBook Air? Why didn't it die? But one Macworld reader thinks an even bigger shakeup is in the works. Soren Polija. I'm not looking at it. Yeah. Soren <laughs> Polija on Facebook. First, uh, Soren talked about how Apple's success in the Macs came before the current uh, iteration. You know, a lot of the success happened before 2010, as he put it. Yeah. But then he went on to say that uh, once the first iPad Pro was launched, the 11 inch MacBook Air was discontinued. Once iPad OS is launched, the MacBook is discontinued. It is obvious that Apple is targeting a solid macOS-like OS to run with their A processors. Beginning with this autumn, an iPad plus a keyboard plus a mouse is e essentially equal to a MacBook. And I made a similar argument in my, you know, my eulogy for the 12-inch MacBook is that I think that Apple intends that lower, more portable end to now be the iPad, which is kind of sad. But yeah. I think I, I have a different take. I think know. they retired the MacBook name for now because they're going to bring it back in two to three years with one of those A, a processors, processors. With an ARM and, processor. And release a brand new category of device between the iPad and the MacBook yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like a Surface, like a Surface type yeah. thing. I still think that's a general thing, though, that they, they want people to – like – you know, with iPad OS, the 9.7 inch iPad, heck, a mini. Well, the, the, the 9.7 is the cheapest one, and so you can get a pretty decent quote laptop for like, you know, 250 dollars now, which is it's which is nice. So that's, you know, that's that's one way to look at it. So an Apple one at that. Wait, are you talking? Are you talking about the mini? Uh, the the nine point seven. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would call that a laptop. Well, <laughs> with iPadOS, it's. I mean, I I've been using it that way, and I, it's 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 a lot better. Now, I still, as you see, I'm still using my MacBook, but uh, you know, that's the. But it, it's you know, I've been a long time complainer about Apple calling the you know the iPad like an iPad I mean a MacBook replacement and stuff and it, it's better now it, it actually is if I if cause what I when I was a freelancer I'm you know for a long time I worked off of my iPad Pro and I would be happier with what I see now it's all fun and games until you have to use a content management system later that's right that's true <laughs> and safari is not a, I, I kind of want to write a story on that it's not it's not as straight transition desktop class as they say it's not exactly like using uh Safari on a Mac, and I'm hoping that's just a beta thing, but we will see. What's the the boggle or whatever the holdup? Like, what's what's different about it? So some of the you know the touch interface stuff is not okay. Yeah, you know, that yeah. doesn't. It, it wants to do things like touch. Some of them actually do not make the transition. It will still give you a mobile site somehow. So I don't oh. know what's going on with the coding there. Yeah, that, and, that could be a, a beta thing. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've used um, I I I, I use Chrome books often. Mm -hmm. And I can attest that the desktop to touch transition just it hasn't been perfected yet, mm -hmm. which is why Apple is doing this so damn slowly, because it's just if they just drew a touch screen on the, on the iMac, mm -hmm. it would be a disaster. Yeah. 
Like it just doesn't work. You would touch things and, and you open menus by mistake. Like it's just because it's just not it's not there. And, you know, Google's working on it. Apple's working on it, I'm sure. Um, Samsung has a thing where you can play. You know, everyone is trying to figure out. Obviously, Microsoft has the Surface. Everyone's trying to figure it out. And it's no one has nailed it yet. Right. Yeah. And maybe it maybe it requires a, a completely different device than what we have now. Maybe it requires something uh, a different OS than we have now. I don't know. But I do know that touch and desktop are not a seamless transition. So you think if they came out with an ARM MacBook, would that be a touchscreen MacBook? Yeah, I think it would not be a Mac the way we think of a Mac. I mean, and they might they might call it a MacBook, That's but it w- it would be a MacBook. It would be a Mac like the Surface is a PC. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It it wouldn't. Um, I think that that w- it would be a completely new type of device. But we'll see. I could be completely off base here. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just yeah. spitballing. <laughs> That's what we do on the MacWorld podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is. I, I sometimes think that my best ideas for articles come out of this podcast. We just kind of talk stuff out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, half half of my brain is still filled with spreadsheets and and, 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 and I'm actually Amazon stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> Our final hot take for this show is in regards to uh, Johnny Ive leaving ha- Apple. What will happen now that he's gone? That's a good question. Yeah. One MacWorld <laughs> reader has no worries. Oh. Yeah. One MacWorld <laughs> reader has no worries because the spirit of Steve Jobs lives on. So Angelina Marie Battaglia Myers on Facebook says that Apple seems to still operate under the Steve Jobs philosophy bottom line, which will always carry Apple forward. Apple is good at being Apple. They deliver a quality product with resourceful ingenuity. Steve Jobs may not be with us physically, but you can tell his presence is still there, thankfully. I don't know if that's true or not. I do think that... I think there is a little bit, but... Part of me wants to think that if Steve right, well, Jobs, here, here, let's let's break this down. What is the Steve Jobs philosophy, or whatever you want to call it? What, uh, uh, what, yeah. what, what did she call it? The Steve Jobs what spirit? The Steve Jobs philosophy on philosophy. the bottom line. Well, so if you what, want to do that, like, uh, what is what is what is that? Well, you know, he had his mission statement. I, I'm trying to give some, you know, I'm devil's advocate here, but yeah. you know, he had the mission statement. You know, the products that change mankind, change the, change the world. When Tim Cook came on, that became we make the best laptops etc etc it's very prosaic and business-like and i think that's part of it but you know i I think people like to think that there was this creativity this fun this intuition you know with jobs and i think some of that still exists but you know i I do think there's a bigger focus on like luxury and stuff since well and even more i guess not as i don't dreamy i don't know what the word is Mm -hmm. But as I was saying before, like Apple won't ship a product until it's ready to ship. Mm-hmm. They won't ship. They won't include certain features until those features are absolutely ready. And that's kind uh, of a hardware. Steep, yeah, so, sometimes software. Sometimes ships. software <laughs> it gets by, but hardware definitely true with hardware. And Steve Jobs was mo- really more of a hardware type guy. Yes. So yeah. that I, I, that philosophy still exists within Apple. And I also firmly believe that if Steve Jobs was alive. Uh-huh. Apple Watch and AirPods wouldn't be all that different than they are right now. I totally agree with I that. I agree with that. I yeah. totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think that his philosophy is there. What I also believe is that we give Johnny Ive way too much goddamn credit. Yeah. Sorry, I don't I don't mean to say yeah. goddamn. I, I apologize. <laughs> Roman edit that out. <laughs> 
We get we give Johnny Ive way too much credit for this stuff. And yes, he's a visionary. Yes, he created or at least had a major hand in creating some of our the, the greatest Apple products ever. Mm-hmm. But lately, I yeah. mean, could we say everything that rolls out of that company is 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 him? I don't I don't know how true that is. I don't know I've how always true said that, that too. In my own on my own editorial on his leaving, I think he worked best under direction. I mean, I think he's yes. good. I don't think that it's like he's the end all. When Steve was there, he was at his best. I mean, he, the, the thing I put is. I was there before Jobs came back, and it was not like he was some. You he, know, was. he was good, but it wasn't. He some. And he made that. he made a ten thousand dollar Macintosh that that was shipped around in, in people in tuxedos. Yes, exactly. I mean, <laughs> so I mean, Steve Jobs, straight up, is a genius. Johnny Ive, I don't, I wouldn't tag him with that label. I would say he's really good at taking a block of lucite and molding it into something pretty. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't put him on the same level as Steve Jobs. It was a good partnership. That's the. It was a great partnership. Yes. Yeah. Well, you you wrote that, like like Lennon McCartney. Yeah. But I I think it's even more than that because Lennon and McCartney on their own made some really great music. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs, you know, he's a he's a genius, but he needed Johnny Ives' eye. Right. I mean, right. look at look at Next. He you know Steve left to his own devices. Mm-hmm. Is you know he creates you know seven thousand dollar boxes that are just uh, that are unusable yeah. and crazy. Johnny Ive on his own creates you know a, a car with no doors. <laughs> like the, like 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 they they needed each other. Right. Yes. And and I believe that you know Johnny Ive, he has his place in Apple and and you know deservedly. But I don't think that Apple's going to fall apart no. without his uh, no. his direction. And if he hasn't taught the people under him the right way, or the or 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 not the right way, but the 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 visionary way to do things, then he's a terrible manager anyway. Yeah, because he's been there long enough. The the mo- the thing I am and I and I said that in my editorial. The thing in a different way, but the thing I am most worried about is sometimes when I look at other companies and stuff it's you know it's like designed by committee and stuff and there's not this big you know you can see that you can tell yeah unifying design and so there is definitely that in apple and that is what i think apple needs to keep now that you know i would like to see more fun i would like to see less like you were saying (laughs) the blocks and stuff but i i do believe that it still needs that kind of grand vision and stuff i just i'd like to see someone else do it for a while yeah i right i agree and i'm i'm Curious and interested and excited to see what comes forward from Apple. The, the, the one thing that concerns me is that Apple has this, this philosophy that says a thousand no's for every yes. And under Steve Jobs, that was absolutely true. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's anecdote after anecdote after anecdote of him saying, you know, this is crap. Change it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Tim Cook has whatever you want to call it, the backbone, the, no. the eye for it, to say to a to a product that's ninety eight percent there, mm-hmm. fix it. No, and that's that's what we're gonna, you know, find out. I guess. I mean, if you look at the first Apple Watch, yeah, you know the way it functioned and it it wasn't perfect by any stretch. If Steve Jobs had released that first Apple Watch, you wouldn't have had a button dedicated to friggin' contacts. Yeah. Like, what's the point of that? Mm-hmm. And that that's what I wonder is is that going to start to creep into the design where we start getting these su- superfluous and extraneous additions to products that don't need to be there that's, that's what johnny ive was great at is that minimalism right. but without you know sacrificing usability right mm-hmm. yeah 
you hope that Johnny Ive, who has been l- around long enough, that some people at Apple yeah, learned under his tutelage. Totally. Or some, you know, genius designer went to college being inspired by Johnny Ive and subscribed to his philosophies and ideas and hopefully is at Apple and can channel those type and of hopefully he speaks up loud enough yeah yes. and that's and, and i've said that often times before yeah it, it was just like you said with, with cook I, I jobs definitely had some bad personality you know defects but uh, <laughs> like you said he was able to put his foot down and say this needs to be changed i don't like it i don't get it i don't get it even yeah. if it was like a month away from launch yeah like he didn't care my favorite anecdote is the one where the original the, the imac came out and uh he noticed he was like, "What is this blank?" <laughs> and uh, they had put the wrong uh, CD uh, drive in there that he wanted. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he literally started crying. But it, it had to go through, and they had to wait till the second one to fix it. But yeah, he the, started crying. Yeah, the slot, the slot loading. Yes. <laughs> and the the other thing is, Johnny Ive is still gonna be getting like a million dollar a month retainer from Apple. <laughs> so if they <laughs> if they run into any roadblocks, they could just say, "Please help us." <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 659. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, through SoundCloud, or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com. Or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us next week as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you all next week.